goal is how do we get tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of steakhouses and seafood restaurants and Japanese restaurants and Italian restaurants around the world that may not ordinarily be paying attention to this, but how do we show them that there's real value in doing so? And in, in turn, you know, maybe they go from 1% or 0% of their menus to 5%, 10%, 20%. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase our longevity in a good way. Let's get started. What if you can find vegan food options, vegan and cruelty-free personal care products, vegan brands, and so much more, while at the same time supporting marine life, reforestation, conservation, and humanitarian efforts, while also creating a sense of community more profound than social media? Today, I have Vikas Garg, the founder of A Billion App, which is making it easier for people to find vegan food and products anywhere around the world. Stay tuned for this intriguing conversation with Vikas. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast. And as you know, I recently was at the Vegan Women's Summit, and I have a special guest with me today who was really one of the um, one of the individuals who helped make this uh, summit happen. And so today we're going to meet Vikas Garg. And now in 2017, he started A Billion, an online community for the vegan movement that spread to 187 countries over the last six years. Before A Billion, he spent his career working in financial markets. He's very passionate about animals, people, nature, and business. And I'm very excited to have him on the show today. Welcome, Bakas. Thank you very much, Maya. It's really nice to see you here again. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. And I know that you stay very busy. Right now you are in Singapore, but you live most of your life in New York. And that's where the Vegan Women's Summit took place. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in New York. I'm originally from India. Uh, my parents, my brother and I immigrated to America when I was just four years old. Uh, and I uh, spent most of my time growing up in New York City, actually not too far away from where we had the, uh, the summit in Brooklyn. Yes. I enjoyed Brooklyn so much. It's been years since I've been to New York. So this gave me an opportunity to kind of explore the city. And the day after uh, the summit was completed, I went and I just walked. Really, I think it was after the networking event. I walked from the World Trade Center all the way up to the High Line. I think people told me to explore that. And I walked and I walked till I couldn't walk anymore. And I said, this is why I love New York. (laughs) <laughs> I just love it so much. So wonderful. Um, you have this wonderful app that we're going to talk about. And um, before we get started on that, I'd love to know, um, actually, let me start with this. So this this app that you have, I want you to know, I had a friend who a few years ago wanted to develop something like what you've created. <laughs> and she's she's an ethical vegan. She also cares about the environment. And at the time she was saying, you know, we need an app that'll allow consumers to find vegan products. And you know how women, we, we, we are always looking for personal care products and cosmetics, especially when we're vegan, that are good for our skin, good for the environment, they're cruelty-free. So she wanted to have that along with restaurant listings and a lot of things that you now have created, which is amazing. Tell us a little bit about A Billion, your app. Well, yeah, thanks, Maya. And I'd love to connect with your friend. Maybe she'd like to come and join us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's relocated to Mexico now and exploring new okay. things. But I just thought, okay. I remember at the time thinking, that sounds like a huge project. And yet you did it. <laughs> well, you know, we're trying, we're trying. Um, and it's been, it'll be six years in July since I started the company, actually in a month from now. And um you know, it's, it's been, it's been quite a journey on that path. And for us, what we're trying to do is make veganism more accessible for people around the world. Mission of our company. My mission is really the name of the company. It's a billion. We want to inspire and help a billion people go vegan. 
around the world, uh, and we want to accelerate this movement. The really interesting thing about being vegan is it touches on so many things in our lives, right? It touches on every from from the most basic of things that we do every single day. I think the the one thing that cut connects and cuts through all of humanity is that we all eat. Um, and, uh, and if we can help people make better choices around the things that they eat, that creates tremendous impact. I think for anyone who's listening, for all of us, I think we'd agree with that. But then it also extends to so many other aspects of our lives, right? It extends to the kinds of things you mentioned cosmetics, the kinds of things that we put on our face and our bodies, the kinds of things we put inside of our bodies. And of course, even the clothes that we wear, the kinds of cars that we drive, how we travel, where we go. Um, and so really it is a, a lifestyle choice that is all encompassing. Um, and if we can make that easier, more accessible, more fun, if we can help people find the best products, they're more likely to stay tuned in to this lifestyle. They're more likely to do it again and again and make it, you know, make it a habit. And that's really what we're trying to do. And we're trying to create a different kind of social media platform, one where social data and social media is really used for social good. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know what? When you talk about lifestyle, that is exactly what you're doing. I, of course, downloaded the app. I've been exploring. And one of the things that I noticed at the summit when I went, this was the first time that I went, you know, that I've attended the Vegan Women Summit. And of course, I expected women founders that were representing meat alternatives and delicious vegan food. Of course, I expected that. But then I walked around and explored the other vendors, the other booths there, and noticed the vegan leather purses, which I now see sure. in your app, um, and sure. all sorts of different, like we talked about personal care products. I was really impressed. And I said, well, you know, when we become vegan, as you know, Vikas, we come at it from a different background, not necessarily always for ethical reasons. Sometimes it's about health. And then the more we continue to dive and explore this world, we start to make changes in our lifestyle. So maybe we no longer buy the leather jackets or the leather purses. And for me, it has also been that transition that while I've been doing this for seven years, my cosmetics are still in that transitional period, right? Um, So this is a perfect place to find the things that we need. And just like you said, if we make it easy on people, then we're more likely to stick with the lifestyle. Oh, absolutely, Maya. You know, speaking of just cosmetics and uh, speaking of the Vegan Women's Summit, you know, we have this, uh, this really is a movement around the world that is being driven by women. Uh, it's not uh, intentional in any way in terms of how we've designed uh, the platform. Um, you know, we've designed it so anyone anywhere in the world can use it. Um, but it just so turns out that 75, 80% of our user base in any given day, any given week, any given month ends up being women um, and young women. And so you really, women are driving the movement and so from that perspective, you know, we need to, we need to really uh, help people find uh, options, again, just more broadly than food. We have 150,000 cosmetics products on our platform from around the world. And a big part of it is if we're going to drive this change, we need to work both sides of the coin. We need to, A, help consumers, but B, we also need to help brands that are doing the right thing, brands that are interested, and even brands that are not interested um, we need to help them find and, and, and really just kind of think about why this is happening and, and how they can get involved. And of course, the more companies, the more restaurants, the more steakhouses that we can get involved into this movement, um, the better it is for the environment, the better it is for animals, the better it is for people's health, um, the better it is for, for all of humanity. Mm-hmm. You were the main sponsor for the women big, uh, for the Vegan Women Summit, isn't yeah. that right? Yes, yes. Actually, um, two years now. So last year we did the event in Los Angeles, um, and uh, we we're very proud to, to support uh, in Los Angeles, and then this year again in New York. Well, what? hopefully again next year. Right. I mean, what great exposure. I, I'll be honest, I had never heard of the app until I attended the summit. But of course, as I was preparing and receiving all sorts of uh, newsletters and information, I kept seeing a billion pop up. And then I finally downloaded the app and started looking 
I now am looking in my own area and I cannot believe how much participation there already is in the Dallas area. So people want this. People want to be able to get involved and to share content. And tell us a little bit more, because I've heard you say that while other companies, for example, um, kind of the Silicon Valley approach is that people develop an app and then it becomes, it's really more owned by a small group of people. Your goal is for this to really be community-based. Yeah, we've taken a very decentralized approach to this problem. We've, you know, everything you see on a billion has been created, has been contributed by our community of people around the world. Uh, and it's really, you know, it, it's what you call user generated content. Um, it's, it's, it's no different in that sense than, you know, what you see on TikTok or, or Instagram or Facebook. Um, the difference is that, of course, everything is vegan, right? And we start with kind of this medium of consumer reviews, which is very powerful because consumer reviews not only can help people, 93% of online purchases are made after somebody looks at a review, but they also help influence businesses and they help influence businesses to do more of the right thing. Um, so that's very, very important for us and a little bit of how we're different. The, the other thing that we do is when people make the right choice, we are we're really trying to build a platform that influences more people and helps and inspires more people to choose this lifestyle on a regular basis. And so we do things to to sort of back them up, right? And um, so we've even decentralized ownership and control over our platform. Um, and we've taken a lot of kind of we've taken a hard look at you know uh, at tech and Silicon Valley and kind of how companies grow. And we've taken a very different approach. We've taken an approach that said, hey, let's put ownership of our platform in the hands of the people that are actually helping to create this. And, you mm -hmm. know, so I'm sitting here in Singapore. I've got our, we've got our team here. We've got engineers. We've got, you know, everyone on our team that is deeply, deeply entrenched and, of course, has ownership in our, in our, in our business. But we extend that ownership to everybody who's getting involved, who's on a billion creating content every single day. So I'm really happy to say that we've made more than 15,000 people uh, in our community owners uh, in the company. And we've done that by, you know, simply by giving them a little bit of equity, a dollar of shares in our company every single time they eat vegan food, every single time mm. they buy a cruelty-free product, every time they buy an environmentally friendly product that's vegan and they post about it, A, that creates a ripple effect in the system. It helps other people discover those things. Like for example, you're finding things in Dallas. Hopefully you'll see things in Dallas that you've mm. actually weren't even, you know, you didn't even know existed. Hopefully right. you'll go and try those things. So that's creating the optionality for you and many other people. Um, who might, you know, join the community in, in Dallas or anywhere in the world. Um, it's helping drive that change with businesses. It's helping businesses get more involved. And then, of course, it's also then rewarding these people, rewarding people around the world with a sense of ownership, a sense of control, a sense of the time that they're spending on social media, the time that they're spending on a billion means something. It, that They're helping grow the movement, but they're also participating in, you know, having a stake in a business that's growing around the world. And hopefully if we can continue to grow that business, we can continue to help show value and, and deliver value for them, right? They'll see that, you know, the value of that investment, that time that they're investing in helping us create a billion also becomes really a rewarding endeavor for them over the years. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the reasons that I was interested in getting involved with your app is because I have been involved with another app, not invested like financially or have a stake or uh, ownership at all. Yours is very unique, but I have been involved with Happy Cow, for example, and I often, you know, have that as a resource for my listeners who are transitioning sure. to a vegan plant-based uh, diet and lifestyle. So as you know, it's very difficult when you first get on board. Where do you eat? What do you eat? How do you get started? I mean, there's so many questions when you're first learning about this lifestyle. And I've been such a contributor to that app that I was invited to be an ambassador. And I know that you have an ambassador Wonderful. program as well. So I'd love for you to kind of, you have already described a little bit of the app, but um, if you can kind of Tell us a little bit more about that. 
what I did is I got into a billion and I started poking so uh, some of the Amazing. restaurants in my area, because I know that that's one way that we can encourage restaurants to do that, to offer more options. So I want my listeners to know what that means. And now when I go into a regular restaurant and I do see a vegan option, I always thank them for providing that. So it's us, the consumers that have to drive that demand, that have to be vocal in person when we can. But a billion kind of is our voice as well. Absolutely. I mean, look, you, you described it perfectly. Uh, it, what we are trying to do is take all of this social data, you know, and use it for social good. Mm -hmm. um, and what that means to us is how do we take all of this data and drive consumer advocacy so we can go to any restaurant anywhere in the world so we can buy products from any brand in the world and we can show these businesses that there's a lot of value in, in creating optionality. And hopefully, you know, the goal is how do we get tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of steakhouses and seafood restaurants and Japanese restaurants and Italian restaurants around the world that may not ordinarily be paying attention to this, but how do we show them that there's real value in doing so? And in, in turn, you know, maybe they go from 1% or 0% of their menus to 5%, 10%, 20%. They may never become vegan, right? Um, and uh, as much as we want them to go, you know, full on vegan, but even if we were able to kind of impact businesses around the world to, to really create that change to go from 0%, 1% to 5%, 10%, 20%, that has a massive, massive impact on all of the things that, you know, we care about, right? So I'll give you one example. Um, when we started the company in Singapore, we looked at, restaurant data, we looked at restaurant menus for about 5,000 restaurants in this country. And what we found was that the average restaurant had less than one vegan option on the menu. When we looked at 5,000 restaurants, we found a thousand vegan options. And that was back in 2017. Now we send out millions of emails every year to businesses around the world. Um, you know, and those emails are reviews of their businesses. They're the pokes that you mentioned. And then that we back that up with useful information. We want to show them that there's competition. We want to show them what like for like restaurants are doing. So if it's a Japanese restaurant in Tokyo, we want to share with it the best rated vegan Japanese food from around the world and around Tokyo to show them that, Hey, this, it's so simple to get involved. And this is how you can get involved. So by virtue of doing that, we've been able to in a country like Singapore, We've gone from less than a thousand vegan options across 5,000 restaurants to more than 30,000 vegan options across 6,000 restaurants that are available on the Abillion app just in this country. Wow. And this is work that we are doing around the world. Hmm. Uh, and it's really, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's activism done in a way that is really palatable to the businesses. Um, and so that's really what we're about is how do we really grow this movement? How do we help all the companies in the movement? How do we help the big companies that are making products? How do we really expand the range of vegan options? And, you know, I, I think we draw a lot of inspiration from what Happy Cow has been doing for the last 20, 25 years. Um, and, you know, for a long time, if you were vegan, your best shot at getting vegan food was going to a vegan restaurant. Um, what we're trying to do is really effectuate that change and make it more widespread all over, all around the world and any kind of establishment. And of course, not just with F&B businesses, of which we have about 110,000 restaurants on our platform, but also with consumer products companies. And we have more than 100,000 companies, consumer products brands on our platform now today. Incredible. So, you know, I, you talked also about how we were all affected during the pandemic. You just, you started your company your app around 2017, going into 2018, 2018. And then suddenly you find yourself kind of the world shuts down. And I remember that sort of when I stopped contributing to Happy Cow, because really it's just restaurant based, right? Like, and mainly eating out. And restaurants um, shut down. 
That's right. Restaurants shut right. down. So, of course, I, they sort of disappeared, at least from my radar, for, for a little bit and then started to come back and the momentum shifted. Now, yours is very different. I mean, not that I'm trying to compare and say they're similar because they're not. Yours is very mission driven. You have this partnership with animal sanctuaries where you're giving back as we consumers are contributing to the app. Tell us about that. So, uh, yeah, thank you. You know, one thing that we did is um, shortly after we launched the app, we started seeing people reviewing products that they were buying. Um, they were might have been buying them at, at, at restaurants or cafes or even, you know, uh, grocery stores like Whole Foods. And they started using our platform to review products. And we always wanted to do that. But it's funny that people, our users, <laughs> our members beat us to it um, by kind of hacking their way through that. Um, and so we decided in 2019, early on in 2019, that we would launch consumer products reviews. And, you know, that's, that's everything from food to beauty to fashion. Um, and, uh, and, you know, going into 2020, uh, 80% of our content was, you know, restaurant content, but that shifted. So in 2020, at the height of the pandemic, that shifted to 80% consumer products. And that was really with people being at home. That's really what people were looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so that actually fueled our growth. And in 2020 and 2021, we had eight record consecutive quarters of growth uh, in, in, you know, in, in, in sort of people and participation and, you know, and, 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 and content being created and people reviewing things. And, and that was really exciting, right? So that was mm -hmm. a really exciting time for us. Um, one of the things that we do that's really different and interesting is, you know, a lot of companies, they have to figure out, well, how are they going to grow, right? And mm -hmm. what's, what's the lever? A lot of companies advertise, right? A lot mm -hmm. of companies pay influencers. A lot of companies have ambassador programs. They do different things. We, you know, early on kind of took a different approach, which was, look, instead of that money that we might spend on Facebook ads, and we're trying to build something in a way that is much more impactful than Facebook, right? Instead of that, spending that money on Facebook ads and instead of spending that money on a ton of events and, and all of these things, what if we could create impact with it? Mm -hmm. um, so we took our marketing dollars and we created an impact program. Mm -hmm. uh, and we partnered with, to date, we've worked with over a hundred nonprofits around the world. Most of those nonprofits are farm animal sanctuaries around the world. And then we also work with marine life conservation groups. We occasionally work with humanitarian causes. We work with conservation efforts for the oceans. We work with reforestation efforts around the world. We work with organizations like Sea Shepherd and, you know, right in New York, um, we work with uh, farm, actually the day after VWS, I visited a farm animal sanctuary in upstate New York called Woodstock, who we're partnered with, um, whom we absolutely love. Um, and we're partnered with groups like Mercy for Animals, which was also at VWS. Um, and what we do is we give content creators on our platform. We don't pay content creators the way that YouTube pays content creators or other platforms like TikTok pay content creators. What we do is we reward people for choosing vegan by giving them A, equity in our company and B, we give them money to donate. So we allow them to choose where our company donates money. And that's really our way of connecting that choice that people are making, that vegan choice that they're making with impact somewhere in the real world. And they can choose, you know, today they can choose from, I think, over 60 nonprofit partners around the world that they can donate to, they can donate that money to. Mm -hmm. um, so we've really created this amazing community that is really focused on altruism, um, that is really helping people connect with sort of, you know, what they're consuming in the real world, building this online community, and then that impact that you can make in the real world. Mm-hmm. And to date, we've donated nearly $3 million since we started the company. Oh, this is incredible. You know how uh, people often say that we vote with our money? Uh, yes. We are literally impacting the, the planet and the animals every single time we make a purchase through a billion. A billion. That's absolutely right. And, you know, you don't even need to make a purchase to make that impact. You just need you, you, you can make that purchase anywhere. As long, if you're talking about it, if you're helping build this community, if you're helping people, you know, find options, you can basically earn 
uh, you know, you can earn, earn, earn credits to donate. And, and that's truly an amazing thing. Um, you know, I, I think so much of what we have done hinges on this work that we have done with partners around the world. And, you know, for what it's worth, uh, hopefully, you know, if, if God is watching or if, if there's a higher being that's watching, you know, we've accumulated some karma uh, <laughs> along the way. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot of good along mm. the way. Yeah. Well, this is one of those apps that people will feel good about using. And thank you for for rephrasing that or explaining that, that I can just be a contributor. I, you know, going about my life here in my even in my local area as I'm, you know, going to eat a vegan meal at a particular restaurant that's not necessarily fully vegan. Even um, would you say that if I go to my local pharmacy and find a vegan mascara, that if I share that, that is also a way to contribute? hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my, this is incredible. Now, a couple of questions about uh, your users, like where are you finding your users? And then also, um, now I have myself listed on Happy Cow as an organization that supports people in my local community to go vegan plant-based. That's part of what we do. It's our mission here locally, myself and my husband. Um, can other organizations, we're not necessarily a nonprofit but we are just a local group. So if anybody is looking for support or events, or we sometimes show documentaries where we support people again in understanding the power of going plant-based, groups like that, can they also be listed in your app? So in terms of where our donation dollars go, um, we, 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 are, you know, we, 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 we focus on organizations that are listed nonprofits in the U.S. That would be a 501c3. Um, and, uh, and worldwide, you know, I mean, we, we do quite a lot of work to evaluate nonprofits that we work with and partner with. Um, but definitely, you know, there's, there's always a room for a conversation. We should have that conversation. Um, you know, anyone who is really helping to drive and grow this movement, uh, is, is, is somebody that, you know, of course can participate, uh, on a billion and, uh, and should, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing, uh, in, in Dallas, if you're out there convincing kids and, and families, uh, to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, your users, where are you finding your users? Tell us a, a little bit about how your growth began when you initially started your app. I, I heard you say that you sort of try to take a coding, uh, course and and found yourself to be like wow this is not really my strength and so you but you developed this app you were the founder you created this you had an idea that this could work and then found the right people to partner with to support this development developing the the app how did you begin to you know put it out there and have people try it out and how has that grown well you know first of all i'm i'm incredibly grateful to our team um, you know, especially some of the folks that have been here, been with the company for three years, four years, five years, um, because they've, you know, ultimately they're doing a lot of the hard work in terms of the, the coding, the development, the marketing, the, the community outreach. And, you know, I'd, I'd say the, the nonprofits, the charities that we work with are right up alongside of that because they're our front line in terms of, you know, mm. uh, growing, how do we grow our, our community around the world. And by virtue of working with organizations in far-flung places around the world, like Argentina, South Africa, Israel, Australia, Hong Kong, uh, the United States and Canada and Mexico, um, there was a time, I believe, we, we had three different nonprofit partners in Mexico. We have three partners in Argentina, partners in Brazil, by virtue of that, we've been able to actually connect people and unite people around the world um, who otherwise might have felt um, like they were the only ones in their community that were kind of living this lifestyle. And uh, some of the fastest growing markets around the world um, where we've created a lot of impact are some of the neediest places <laughs> in the world. So um, Buenos, Aires, well, Buenos Aires in Argentina. Um, uh, Sao Paulo in Brazil, um, mm. Cape Town in South Africa, um, uh, parts of Spain and parts of Germany and, and the UK. And, you know, that, that has been incredibly rewarding, um, to see that we are helping people 
um, shift their hearts and minds uh, to the space in places that you would otherwise really look over. And I'd say that, you know, if if we had done things differently, if we had done things more conventionally, let's say, hey, okay, yeah, we're just going to grow in, uh, we're just going to try to focus and grow in the U.S., um, you know, we would have, you know, and we would have just spent that time marketing uh, or trying to build our business in the U.S. I think that the impact and what we're doing looks very different. Um, and, and we would have not necessarily expanded in the way that we did. So I'm very proud to say that, you know, today we've impacted lives in 187 countries around the world. And, you know, we're saving animals, we're helping feed hungry children, we are planting trees, we are aiding in ocean conservation in East Africa and the Mediterranean. And, you know, a lot of that work ends up then bringing that community of people on board. Um, Absolutely. Congratulations for what you've created. Thank you. This giving back to our planet in many ways is what animal agriculture has taken away from us in damaging our oceans, the deforestation that has happened. That's all the results of, uh, you know, animal agriculture. And so we're kind of helping in a, in a sense to reverse, hopefully, and especially the planting trees. Um, the conservation aspect of it all. I just think this is a beautiful platform that you have created. This app is incredible. What initially inspired you to go vegan? A number of different things. Uh, You know, it was, it was kind of like a perfect storm in my life right at the right time. Um, And uh, so it's been, it's been about 15 years since I've been on this journey and it hasn't been perfect. Um, but in, you know, in 2008, um, both my mom and dad became really sick. Um, in 2008, I got a dog, um, and, uh, that, that sort of that relationship, although I loved animals and I was already an animal rights activist since I was a kid, it was really that day in day out, you know, relationship with that animal that really also transformed my life. Um, and my parents, um, you know, who had been strict vegetarians, um, since, uh, since forever I was raised vegetarian. We always thought that, you know, we were doing the right things. Um, and when they both got sick, I started to take a much harder look at, at why, uh, and a lot of, you know, everything I learned started pointing me in the direction and neither of my parents smoke or drink. Um, and a lot of it started pointing me in the direction of things that I was really overlooking that I felt like I was, I was, I was in a way I was shocked into becoming vegan because I started to look at dairy for the first time in my life. I started to understand what leather was all about. I used to, you know, dress head to toe in leather Mm. when I was a teenager (laughs) and loved it. And, uh, and, you know, that was really the first time that I really started to take a hard look. And, uh, and then eventually it was a film called Earthlings um, that uh, was just had a, sent shocks through my, through my, through my soul. And, um, and that was kind of, you know, that, 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 that changed how I thought about a lot of things and, uh, and made me vegan. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm very proud to say that my mom, my dad, and myself, we're all, uh, we're all vegan. I'm still working on my brother, uh, my older brother. And, uh, still working on other family members. Uh, but I'm very proud to say that my, my daughter, I have two kids, my daughter, mm-hmm. and both of my daughters, one of them is a newborn. She's a month old. Um, and she's going to be vegan. Um, but, um, uh, my four and a half year old, uh, has never consumed an animal product in her life. And, uh, it's, it's such an incredible thing. You know, it's, it, when when I when I when we get around the table we talk with our friends you know they talk about how they can't get their kids to eat enough vegetables fruits vegetables they can't their kids don't have necessarily any values or understanding of what values are um, and this kind of lifestyle that in a way I've imposed uh, on my daughter is a bit of an experiment mm. um, because I wasn't born vegan mm. um, has gone on to really cement kind of her views on life. And, you know, as a four-year-old, I never thought like my four-year-old would be explaining to me why fishing is bad or, you know, how, you know, we should, you know, uh, not hurt insects.
cats and mm. uh, rescue bugs out of our apartment. But that's what happens every <laughs> single day. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. It, it is beautiful because the values that you're raising her with are about compassion and compassion for all living things. So you, when you're raised that way, you have this perspective that life should be honored and how we carry ourselves as a result of that is different than, you know, the, the fact that like, you know, how they say that children initially, they, they resist eating animals when they know the truth. If, if they saw a baby chick in front of them and then you tell them, yes, that chick is going to grow up to be a chicken that you'll consume, they immediately don't want to be associated with that. Internally, they understand and value life um, very, you know, very early on. So I admire you so much for doing that. That's incredible. It's a beautiful thank thing. You. Thank you. Thank you. So um, did you ever see the film uh, The Land of Ahimsa by Dolly? No. It's uh, you might be interested. I think it's on YouTube now. I don't remember, but I think she uh, co-released it or um, with Plan Based News. Um, they might have helped to support the the initial release of it, and it's really about the in. You know, it was designed. She's from India also, and it was designed to show there in India to raise this awareness that if we're a country that talks about ahimsa. And are we really, though, because we question, you know, she's questioning the use of dairy and the cruelty that goes behind animal production. I mean, milk production, as you know, uh, many of these cows are just kind of left to die and, and fend for themselves after they've been used over and over again. Um, and my husband was invited to be in the documentary. He's a vascular surgeon. He's from Pakistan. Well, his family's from Pakistan. And, you know, speaking in terms of how dairy is just not good for our health in general. But then also, why is it that we have an entire population that still can't make the connection? Um, so that's what the, the, the documentary is about. It's really good. So, oh, I, uh, sorry. I in, didn't know. In, in, India, is, India is an interesting uh, quagmire of, uh, uh, you know, and... Um, uh, as as I, I am Indian, and um, uh, it's interesting, you know, in, in in one sense, you've got the world's largest population of vegetarians, and mm. most of them will, when asked, why are you vegetarian, they'll say, because we don't want to hurt animals. Yes. Um, this is not necessarily, look, if we zoom out a little bit, it's it's interesting how the thing that we do as people every single day, food, right? We're, we're kind, there was a Cornell University study, I think about 20, 25 years ago, that said that we make around 250 decisions around food every single day from, you know, the next sip of water that I'll take um, to, you know, how many spoonfuls of whatever we're going to eat. It's just constantly on our minds. It's on our minds when we're sleeping it's on our minds when we're you know when we wake up in the morning we're thinking what are we going to have for breakfast what are we going to have for lunch where are we going to go it's constantly on our minds right we're thinking about the next meal mm. we're making choices for our families um yet and it's of course you know uh, uh, you know and then in your family like obviously you given your husband's background right you know this it's, it's so important in terms of you know, your health factors and how you're going to, how you're going to age, how you're going to live, how you're going to grow. Mm. But we learn nothing about it at all mm. in school. You know, we had sex ed, we had PE classes, <laughs> we had history classes, we learned math. But we really don't learn anything about food, how food is made, how it's produced, what's in it. Um, how to read nutrition labels, how to read ingredient labels, how to make choices around food. Um, they're all largely made for us, right? And th this is the same, you know, you have this in India too, right? So you, while you've got all of these people, most people can't tell you how or why a cow produces milk. Mm. And you know, you can say, hey, well, how does your mother produce milk, right? <laughs> but there's this huge leap there. It's this cognitive dissonance that 
it's endemic and it's there for a reason. It's not necessarily anyone. It's not an, any, it's not those people there that as individuals, their fault per se, because they never learn. They're never, they, they never learn at all about these things, whether it's in school or it's in life. Um, they have this very romantic. So in India, we have this very romantic view about the cow and how the cow, the, the cow gifts us with milk and how milk is this like blessing from mm. God that, you know, cows bestow on us. Um, and, you know, when you actually ask people, when I ask my own family members, you know, family members who've been educated at Ivy League universities in the United States or some of the best colleges and, and you know, and have master's degrees in India, people who admittedly say they love animals, when I ask them, hey, how do cows make milk? You just get this blank face. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've heard all sorts of things. I've heard people say, well, they pee milk. Ooh. Um, and you know, and, and it's, and, and, and so when you hear things like that, it's, it's evident that, you know, it's, it's sometimes that you, you know, it's shocking, but then you get the, if, if you can just step away from that for a second, mm -hmm. you understand, you begin to understand that they never learned about any of this. Nobody ever asked a question. A lot of people just take things as a given, right? Yes. And and I think that this is really the beautiful thing about the internet. This is the beautiful thing about film. This is the beautiful thing about social media. Um, you know, uh, it, it really has the ability to spread information and help people kind of open their eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in spite of that, though, however, it's, it's still very hard for most people to make changes. Yes, it really is. And what you were speaking about in terms of uh, this awareness, this lack of awareness about where our food comes from, where our dairy comes from, it's incredible that most of us are raised without critical thinking skills. We don't question anything. It's just a given. This is the reality we live in. And we just go about our, our daily lives without questioning why we have traditions, why we celebrate certain things. Um, and then when you wake up to the reality that there's a lot of cruelty behind our food production, it's just a very painful awakening to experience. The good thing is that part of what we do as vegans is we heal that pain. I feel that, that after we wake up to this reality, we were, we heal by being more mission driven, by helping to support exactly like what you're doing. You're supporting, um, different organizations and animal sanctuaries. Uh, as we begin to change our lifestyle. Is there a documentary for you in the near future? Is there a documentary? You mean a documentary about a billion? Yeah, about your story, about what the change that you're creating in this world. Oh, uh, well, um, you know, we don't have anything planned. Um, you know, we, we, we try to try to talk about it. And, uh, you know, maybe someday somebody will make a documentary about what we're doing. Um, there you go. So <laughs> I, you know, I... Excited to see that day come someday. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. There was one other question. Oh, I think, you know, what's next for you? So um, I learned about you when you partnered with VWS, the Vegan Women's Summit. Uh, I thought that was great exposure. About a thousand people or so attended this event. Uh, is this something that you'll be doing with other organizations, other events? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, you know, again, prior, prior to COVID, um, prior to COVID, we did a lot of events. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, we'd be there, we'd be sitting in the sun, uh, <laughs> in the heat out here in Southeast Asia. We'd be traveling around the world, go to the animal rights, national animal rights conference in Los Angeles. And uh, we were doing a lot of that. Then COVID kind of put a stop to all of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're doing it again now. And, um, and VWS is one of the events that we support. Um, you know, there's a lot of interesting vegan festivals. We'd love to be able to get to all of them, but we're a small team. You know, we, we lack the funding to just say, Hey, let's go everywhere and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and do everything. Um, so, you know, opportunities like this to be on your podcast, um, really help. And, uh, and then, yes, we try to do as many events that we can, you know, that, that where, where we think, uh, you know, there's, um, uh, there's an audience that we can really connect into and, and, uh, that, that's supportive of what we're doing and that we can support what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, so there definitely, you'll see us at, and more events over the next year and two years. 
Yes. Well, I can tell you're staying pretty busy. I've heard you say that you'll probably, you're projecting to be profitable, I think you said in 2024. Yeah, well, we're trying, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a ramp up. Um, uh, we've been, you know, we've now been keeping the lights on for five, six years and we've built a marketplace, which helps people become entrepreneurs and start their own vegan businesses. Um, and that's starting to grow around the world. Um, uh, we are working with activists like Earth and Lead. Um, and we are, um, you know, we are welcoming all of the companies that are on our platform. It's the restaurant businesses, the consumer products companies, uh, to really get involved, uh, mm -hmm. with what we're all, what we're doing at a billion and, um, uh, and, and, and really be part of this change and, and, you know, and, and, and address consumers head on and, uh, understand their values, understand what they're trying, what people are trying to do and, and really participate and, and, and do that on a billion. We're trying to create a different kind of social media platform and a different kind of marketplace that really helps grow this space. Um, yes. so, um, uh, so yeah, we're, you know, I think that we're about probably about a year away from break even and, and profitability on that path. Uh, we want to continue supporting organizations, uh, around the world and, and, and really taking, you know, the, the funding that we have and, and using it to sort of turbocharge the movement. Yes. Okay. I did see that Earthling Ed joined your team or you partnered with him last year I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. And then um, I guess a final question would be, if there are vegan companies, um, how can they list themselves? How can they advertise? I don't remember if you said if you have advertisements on your um, on your app. Sure. So Earthling Ed has uh, joined us as a strategic advisor last September or October I think it was a partnership that was three or four years in the making. I've been mm -hmm. hounding him for the last couple of years <laughs> to get involved. Um, so I'm really happy. I had a chance to finally sit down with him in London last September or October. And, um, and we hit it off and, you know, we've joined forces and he's just an incredibly inspiring person. Um, we hope, you know, we hope to sort of have, you know, many more relationships like that. Uh, within the vegan community globally. Um, so anybody that's listening and, and is thinking about, you know, how to create impact, how to broaden your impact beyond other, be, be beyond what you're already doing, please get involved, please get in touch. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, add, if, uh, before you move on, I want to add that Earthling Ed came through Texas, which nice. was incredible because it's meat country out here. I mean, sure. My husband and I went vegan here in Dallas, which is incredible, too. And he did a like a three city tour in the bigger cities here in Dallas, in uh, Texas. And sure. we partnered with him in the Austin area. And it was just a beautiful location, like a wedding venue that was um, offered free of charge for his speaking engagement. And it was just such a wonderful experience to have like vegans like Earthling Ed come through our cities because you know how that is. It's just um, they're untouchable in many ways. So it was, I, I just love him so much. So when I heard that, you know, that he joined as an advisor, I was like, wow, this is incredible that you were able to get him on your team. That's awesome. Oh, uh, well, yeah, thank you. He's just an incredibly inspiring person. And, um, he's been so effective in his activism. Mm -hmm. Um, we're very proud to, to, to partner up and support him, um, in his activism and likewise, you know, he's, he's on a billion. And I think, you know, if, if you want to connect with Earthling Ed and, you know, converse with him, you know, I, I think he responds to all of his messages and, and, and whatnot on a billion. So you can find him on a billion. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, look, we're just really trying to, trying to grow the movement that way. Um, to your other question on how brands can get involved. Absolutely. You know, every single day we have three or four companies that are claiming their brands, claiming their businesses on a billion. Um, they can get involved by just, you know, searching for on Google a billion for brands, uh, or going to brands.abillion.com to get started on that journey and claim their listings. And it's completely free to get start, get started and, you know, and, and, and really engage with their customers, engage with the, our audience that we have built on a billion. Uh, and then from there, you know, of course, there's, there's other things that they can do. They can, you know, drop in links, um, so people can purchase their products. Um, they can, um, uh, they can do a lot of different things, including advertising. And, and, you know, for those things, they can, 
um, you know, they can very efficiently, very economically get involved um, with what we're doing and, and help and, and use us as a tool to promote themselves. One of the things that we're really proud of is because we've got restaurants on one side and we've got consumer products companies on the other. And a lot of the consumer products brands, especially the food brands, one of the ways that they grow is by getting into F&B businesses. That's something that we're able to do really effectively. We've worked with some of the biggest companies in the space, including Impossible Foods, to help them you know, with their market entry into markets like Singapore. Uh, and we can do that for brands all around the world. So we're always in active discussion with companies that want to get their products into restaurants because we've got 110,000 restaurants that have vegan options on a billion and we're able to you know, do that for them. Um, and there's a lot of really interesting creative things that we can do to help really just grow the movement and help, you know, grow the appreciation for a lot of these products and brands out there in the market. Yes. I've heard you say, you've also mentioned Etsy in the past. So your app sure. is like a combination of like happy cow meets Etsy meets social media <laughs> meets, you know, brand awareness. I mean, support it. You have a marketplace. The whole thing is just an incredible creation. Um, and I'm very excited for you. Um, please share any links that you would like my listeners to go to so that they can learn more about a billion. For sure. You know, you can start the journey on a billion.com or just go to the app store, whether you have an Android or you have an iPhone, go to your app store and download the app. Um, one of the best ways to, to experience what we're all about is, um, signing up. Um, so if you sign up and you enter an invitation code, which is just my first name, Vikas, V-I-K-A-S, um, you'll actually get a dollar to donate, um, to one of our charity partners and, and we'll mm. see really kind of how we, um, how we work and, um, and, you know, the impact, how easy it is to, to make impact, uh, using a billion. Exactly. And it is easy. Um, it's been such an honor meeting you and having this conversation with you, Vikas. Very excited. Thanks, I can't wait to see, you know, one year, two years later where you're at with all of this. It's exciting, but I will be a regular user. You have, I think, um, I saw an influencer program, maybe, and a, an ambassador program. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so people can learn more about those just by going to the website as well. Um, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Maya. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I appreciate you having me on your show. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this content, please share with one friend who can benefit. You can also leave us a five-star review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. As always, thank you for being a listener.